change is the only constant in every aspect of our lives, be it how we work, how we live, how we learn. It forces us to make the right decisions without the choice of looking back at history and conventions to know what's right. I am Vikram Baskaran, and this is Chargebee's Champions of Change podcast, where we talk to changemakers who've walked before us, built businesses on first principles, and unearth their tips and tricks to identify change and turn that into opportunity. Remember, you're just one decision away from being a change maker. Today we have with us someone that's actually super interesting. We have a disruptor, so to say, in the food industry. Why did we use the word disruptor? Why did we say blender? I think that would have been so cool to say a blender in the food industry. Um, we have Julian uh, Julian Balmont, the founder and CTO of ZenChef, a Paris-based restaurant management platform. Uh, when they began in 2011, ZenChef was an online directory of menus. And in 2014, they pivoted to a marketing management platform that helps restaurants scale their digital presence and manage their websites and speak to customers directly. And right now, they aim to scale their current customer base of a little over 6,000 customers to 25,000 by 2024. So today, we're going to talk to Julian about scaling up, the challenges to building an agile team. And if time permits, I really hope we get around to talking about some restaurant recommendations. So welcome to the show, Julian. Thank you. Thanks for having me on the, on the podcast. I'm really honored to be here. Brilliant. So one, 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 of, my, one of my first questions is... You know, Food and technology, I know it seems like opposite ends of the spectrum, but it's, it, it, it also makes a truly delightful experience. You can see how they complement each other. For you specifically, though, what was your light bulb moment as you know, a founder to stumble upon Zen Chef as something that you wanted to you know, spend a, a significant part of your life on? We pivoted lots of time ever since we started the company. <clears throat> but um, I would say we had two real founding moments. Um, the first one was 10 years ago uh, when we pivoted for the first time after we realized that uh, people were changing their habits, uh, probably because of the iPhone, actually. And uh, they were starting to search for information online and uh, on their smartphone about the restaurant they wanted to go to. And this is the moment we realized our customers needed to be visible on mobile. At this time, if you remember, there were no notion of responsiveness, mobile, mobile mobile things. So we decided to create a mobile site builder. And that was the very first uh, step and beginning of our subscription model. Um, this is still used by uh, more than 4,000 of our customers. And it has uh, evolved in them uh, as a website builder. But uh, it's crazy to say that what's been the only product of uh, our company for two or three years is no simple add-on of the company. And, uh, and yeah, it changed a lot uh, since then. So the other funding moment I'm thinking about is uh, five years ago. Um, well, the, the five years before were clearly about wandering here and there, trying to understand our market and, some, and adding some different bricks to our software. But uh, all of a sudden, we realized that there aren't much ways to gather, bring and enrich data for a restaurant. So those those ways are there's the point of sale there's the back-end softwares to manage the kitchen uh, there's the employees management softwares and there's the end user data coming along with the bookings and this is the last one we decided to focus on and this focus leads us to what we are today actually the guest experience management platform for the the best restaurants 
That's brilliant. But also along the way, um, you, you, you imbibed some agile practices to how you've been thinking about your, your organization. Probably that comes out in how you've, you've taken all of these pivots in positive swing and you've, you've constantly kept experimenting. Now, for those of you that might not know, Agile and Scrum were initially used to manage a lot of complexities in the software development cycle. But really, as a concept, the best practices of Agile can just as well be ported to other parts of the organization. And now, over the, over the last 11 years, uh, how has ZenChef been able to leverage some of these Agile principles to scale what you have to do? First, I, I think we need to take a step back and understand what Agile means in terms of organization. Um, agility is a bit, from my point of view, of course, uh, four main topics. Uh, first, being customer-centric. Then uh, having everyone in the company aligned with the strategy. Um, then working in autonomous small teams. This is key. And uh, finally, uh, being pragmatic, uh, meaning you need to do the minimum effort to get the maximum outcome. Um, obviously, it's not the only things about agility, but I think those are the most uh, important, important sorry, ones. Um, so now back to your question. Um, Kind of, uh, how did we leverage Agile to scale uh, the business? Um, well, I, I can say that, spoiler alert, for a long time, we were not Agile at all. Maybe at the very beginning, we were uh, unconsciously uh, Agile. But uh, because we had a, um, a simple mission, uh, we had to survive to the failure of the original product. Uh, as you said, that was a restaurant director. So we had a small team. Uh, composed of us, uh, the three founders and uh, a few employees. We were really, really close to our customers. And uh, with all of us uh, working in the same place, it was easy to communicate. The process was kind of simple. We had a meeting with the customer. We came back with, uh, from the meeting with an ID. We developed the ID very, very quickly. quickly. We tested it uh, with the customers and we improved or dropped the ID uh, depending on the feedback. Um, we tested, we failed, we learned. And, and that was a simple customer-centric process, actually. With the company growth, the challenges started to be a bit different. Um, more customers, more employees. And in the end, it's a lot more uh, ideas to deal with and a lot more people to convince of our decisions. And uh, we, we quickly uh, lost our first mission, uh, trying to evolve in a market uh, not mature enough. And uh, the ideas became more complicated to test, and we lost ourselves in longer and longer projects. So, yeah, for sure, we had uh, hard times at these moments, and we haven't almost stopped being customer-centric. But um, at this stage, we realized we needed a, a framework to make sure the organization is, uh, is efficient enough. So five years ago, we decided to try the OKR methodology. And at this stage, we didn't think really about uh, agility actually only needed a methodology to better steer the business. So it helped a bit. We, we managed to define uh, OKRs. We kind of knew where to go again. And yeah, that was the second, uh, second sorry, uh, funding moment I was talking about earlier. Um, the mission was no kind of clear. We needed to be the best booking system. That was obvious for us. And uh, everyone in the team was convinced. So the projects were uh, obvious and the teams began to be autonomous and things got better and better. More recently, with the company scaling very fast and the previous target being uh, almost reached, 
we realized we might have to change our main mission again. So we looked at the way we defined the OKRs, which was far from perfect, actually, and decided to increase our understanding of uh, agile methodology. So we got help from an agile coach. And that was the best thing we, we, we did uh, recently, I think. He quickly identified why uh, our OKR usage wasn't good. The teams are not allied anymore. And also because we lacked uh, an efficient vision for the company. I don't know if you've heard of the pyramid of strategy. I don't it think explains I... that you don't. Okay, so it explains that in order to get alignment for a whole organization, you need to have a vision to subsequently, sorry, define the mission, then the objectives, then your strategies to reach your objectives, and finally create the tactics. So again, we wrote a new vision, a new mission and more accurate objectives. And now things are, again, getting better and better, and that's good for us. And to, to, to summarize all of this, I would say that agility for a business is a long and unlimited process of uh, permanent improvement and questioning in which you need to actually pay attention at each and every step of the way. Beautiful. Now, one of the things that you mentioned here was about the this this, this misalignment be- between teams, and that's one of the the most common growth problems or scaling problems that uh, you know organizations end up facing, and and it's a real problem. So, how did you how did you go about looking at it? How did you go about you know getting the entire team into a into a single unified mindset and making sure that there were synergies at play, and knowing that you know what six months down, one year down, there are going to be some inefficiencies, some rifts, but you need to now proactively start fixing those gaps sooner than later. I think that so that an organization can be really agile and adapt, the teams uh, need to have an agile mindset. And uh, from my point of view, if the organization wants to ensure their team develop an agile mindset, um, it has to empower the teammates on the agility and, uh, and make sure everyone is aligned with the organization purpose. I think that the very basis of an agile mindset is um, customer centrism. It needs to understand one doesn't create the product for the user, but creates a product with the user. And it really makes a difference and applies to all the teams within the company. Um, if we take an example, um, a salesperson needs to be empathic to sell the appropriate product to the customer. Um, no matter how hard it was to shield, if at some point of the meeting, the salesperson realizes the product does not fit the customer needs, well, the salesperson has to explain to the customer the product is not appropriate and decline the selling. It then should try to understand what is the actual need of the customer and come back to the, from the meeting with the, the product feedback. If customer centrism is, the, the, from my point of view, the, the main marker of agility, um, we, we, we need to mention that uh, ability to change uh, uh, ability to improve itself is uh, is as well uh, important in terms of uh, agility. Now, coming down to uh, change, particularly internal change, it's championing any kind of internal change is always going to be uh, an uphill battle. You need to change so many mindsets. We've all been there. But bigger than that, right? I don't know if, if we're still part of the pandemic. There are parts of it. But, um, you know, a couple of years back, Everything changed with the start of the, the the COVID pandemic, right? So for 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 those of you in the audience for whom you know 
this has been the whole normal. There was a time before uh, this where you know, <laughs> a restaurant was a place that people met and sat down and had food at, not just a place you ordered food from. But, um, um, you know. <laughs> That's uh, <so> true. <laughs> but, you know, agile practices have kind of laid the basis for pivoting in response to these kind of shifts happening in the world. And so how did your uh, agile mindset and the organization setup help you just understand what was happening two years ago and kind of change tracks and how, how and, and what's, what's happening right now? I think the pandemic is the perfect example uh, of the benefits of uh, agility. Um, it's when uh, customer centrism, ability to adapt to change and collaboration makes the whole difference. What happens facing this kind of challenge is uh, quite simple. Uh, and let's take the first lockdown as an example. Our customers, the restaurants were closed. Uh, their business was at risk and obviously uh, so was ours. So we need to adapt very fast. And the first quick decision was to prevent any money uh, being taken from the customers. We didn't want them to pay for something they don't use. Uh, so we, we, we blocked everything. And then uh, we started to ask them a few questions. What do they need they, they didn't use to need before? Um, how can we deliver them new value? And, uh, well, basically, how can we help them? So we quickly identified a few things. Um, Facing the amount of uh, fake news regarding the COVID and the change in the different laws, they, they needed accurate information, like how they needed to react, uh, when to reopen, how to reopen, because there were so many rules. So we launched uh, a bunch of webinars with different specialists. Um, also, they, they, they wanted a new tool, easy to set up and uh, almost uh, at no cost. To be able to take online orders and start doing click and collect, that was the fashion uh, word uh, during the pandemic. So we adapted our booking system uh, to answer this request. And um, also they did uh, um, the new sanitary rules to be respected in the restaurants uh, once reopened and as much as possible. So we built them a bunch of tools like uh, contactless menu, uh, etc. So... In a few weeks, well, we, by being only customer-centric and totally focused on them, uh, we've changed our strategy and adapted to the situation. And, um, well, everyone in the company was aligned and focused uh, on this quite simple goal. And we've probably created more value than ever for the, uh, for the customers on this uh, short period of time. As an organization, again, right, uh, coming, coming up from individual team impacts to your things like org structure as an agile organization I, I i you would most often have to keep uh rethinking your uh, your talent your uh, your hiring talent management systems uh your basically your people system design and it's i'm kind of intrigued in terms of what are the kind of things that you've had to unlearn or redesign in your in, in, in your people approach, right? Both from a, from a process and a tool point of view. Well, I, I think it would be quicker if you ask uh, me what I didn't know, actually. <laughs> um, everything had to change uh, in every tiny piece of the organization. And uh, it's still an ongoing work. Um, 
At the very beginning, we had a top-down approach, like most of the companies, uh, for every decision. So we've been trying to change this as much as possible. Uh, the hierarchy is not to be removed, but reshaped, because uh, we need to make sure that uh, the hierarchy uh, communicates the strategy and leaves space for autonomy within the teams. Uh, again, there's still a long way to go here for us. Um, about an autonomy, um, people have to understand their roles and responsibilities. Uh, what can they decide? Uh, what subject are they owning? Everything had to be redefined on, on this uh, topic as well. And again, we're not done at all. Speaking of uh, hiring and management, uh, what we expect from people is a lot more than uh, what we used to write on the job description. Um, I talked earlier about alignment. Um, we'd rather hire someone aligned with our core values, but with less experience than someone absolutely disaligned with uh, our values. Um, we need to find the right balance between expertise, values alignment, and the agile mindset now. So we need to identify the lacks of every teammate and make sure there's a way for each and every of them to evaluate, learn, and improve on those topics. Um, we also want to make sure everyone works as a group, everyone knowing each other, which is a real challenge uh, in a fast-growing company, plus uh, a company working uh, from some many uh, places because most of the people work remotely those days. So it's 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 a real real challenge to make sure that uh, we keep have uh, relationships all together and um yeah those people topic are the very beginning of the uh, of their uh, of their conception as in chat and uh, it actually takes a lot of uh, brain juice but we are definitely it's definitely worth it i mean uh, we 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 have to build everything uh, on top of people so if we consider uh, Agility comes with uh, testing, learnings, and uh, adaptation. We can consider we'll be redesigning the way we work indefinitely. All right. But asking the hard questions of, all right, so it's, it's good for people, it's good for all of these, these, these soft things, but has this actually improved things like revenue and uh, customer lifetime value or retention? How does, how does it play into those, those hard metrics on your dashboard? In the calculation of the lifetime value, um, which is actually one of the most important KPI of a subscription business, um, the customer retention rate is key and uh, is one of the metrics we keep a very close eye on. And I'm actually kind of proud to say that uh, uh, um, till today, uh, we managed to keep an extremely low churn rate. Um, and I think, again, uh, being customer-centric uh, is the key. Um, and we are absolutely obsessed with uh, customer satisfaction. If a, prom um, if a, sorry, if a problem arises, um, a problem that creates customer frustration or product dissatisfaction, uh, and whether it's a bug or a new need, it has to be understood and fixed as fast as possible. Um, as in the lockdown period we just talked about, uh, the issue becomes our concern and main objective until it's fixed. And the idea in the end is while you're listening permanently to your customers, um, you have to del deliver them as fast as possible the maximum outcome. And that brings us to almost the close of our session, but 
the last question that I have. So recently, Zenchef had acquired Billy, a mobile payment platform that's now uh, part of Zenchef Pay. How do you how do you how did you think about this acquisition uh, and how do you plan to improve on it and deliver uh, you know greater value to your customers than just uh, Zenchef alone or Billy alone? Although we are originally a B two B business, uh, we realized that every month we have a relationship with more than six million end users, and this figure is growing actually very fast. And um, most of the functionalities we develop for the restaurants have two faces, uh, one for the restaurants and one for their end users. Um, if we go back to what we want to be, uh, the best guest experience uh, management platform for the best restaurants, uh, we need to cover the whole relationship to, of the end user with the restaurants. Um, today, an end user can search a restaurant thanks to the websites we build and the visibility we give through our partnerships with like Google and Facebook and Instagram. Um, an end user can also book, order food, uh, and leave a review about the restaurants. Uh, and on the loyalty part and marketing, a restaurant can use the, the tools we provide to contact the customers by email or text message and promotions, etc. So we have four points of, of contact, sorry, uh, two before the booking and two after the meal. And there is one more point of contact to cover the whole journey of the end user. Uh, it's when, the, when you, uh, the end user is inside the restaurant. And that's where Billy, uh, now called uh, ZHF Pay, which is um, a pay-at-table fully integrated solution, is particularly important. It's the missing piece of the whole puzzle. And uh, using pay-at-table, we'll be able to enrich the customer information and bring many, many more value to our customers. Lovely. And um, that was that, that that brings us to uh, the close of our uh, episode today. Thank you so much uh, for your time, Julian. But before I uh, lose you, um, just one thing, probably going to be off the record, but four interesting food uh, things that I should absolutely try if I were to come down to Paris. Wow. There are so many places that you should try in Paris. Just Call me, but uh, <laughs> plus I'd be happy to to go to the restaurant with you. No, um, I, I, I'm I'm totally fond of uh, a one star Michelin restaurant, which is Oxte uh, in Paris, which is um, a Mexican uh, chief. Uh, it's unbelievable. It's one of the best meal I had uh, those last days. So I definitely recommend. But again, just contact me and I'd be happy to help. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, loved it loved our conversation Julian thank you so much for your time thank you thank you guys for listening in